Okay. Well, this is it. Um, team, we've been doing these Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Instagram lives for a little bit. This is the last one that I'm doing tonight. It's been fun. Uh, it's been a little bit uh, cheeky. We've drank some okay whiskey. We've drunk some poor whiskey. We've drunk some reasonably good whiskey. Um, if you've had fun, I'd be grateful if you'd be happy to sling me a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to now. And if you'd be happy to sling me a follow on, uh, I don't know, whatever uh, social media you like. If you do hashtag coffee in a case note, you should be able to find me. If you're a TikTok person, I'm there. Facebook person there, Twitter person there, Instagram person there, LinkedIn person there, etc., etc. Uh, and otherwise, I hope you enjoy this one. It is a little bit looser than our previous one. This is me having a chat about my approach to using the internet for personal branding, that terrible buzzword that hopefully I convince you has a little bit of utility through this chat. In any case, thanks for your company on all these and hope you enjoy this one, dudes. Cheers. Well, can you believe it? We made it. We made it, you guys. It's, uh, it's some achievement. It's some achievement. Here we are. Let's finish up with this admin stuff. Uh, and we should be going well. Aston Legal Group, good to see you. Thanks for joining the fun. Um, team, it is great to have your company. Keeping up with Kristen, great to stay in touch with you, young Kristen. Good fun. Um, team, it's great to have your company. G'day, Mick. Good to see you. Uh, guys, we're going to do a little bit of admin for a few minutes uh, and we're going to get into things to a couple of minutes past eight. Um, now, uh, housekeeping team, uh, I am going to be having a cheeky whiskey, uh, a few sips of this from time to time, and uh, I'm going to invite you to have a few sips of whatever floats your boat from time to time. And basically, what we're going to do is we're going to talk through the strategy I use um, in relation to the internet and building a legal practice. And um, as I've said before, I use... Uh, hang on, I'm getting weird data on my end. This might be one of these ones that we end and then start again. Dudes, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Let's give it a couple more moments. So <laughs> tonight's talk is going to be one possible approach uh, to personal branding, one possible approach um, to how lawyers and other professionals can use the internet um, to build their personal brand. And every time I use the phrase uh, personal brand, um, I die a little bit inside uh, and I think I'm going to end this live and restart it. So team, if that's all right... I'm going to hang up. I'm going to pick up again. It's one of those classic things where we've got a bad line. Grateful, Kristen, for that uh, bit of info. Let's do that. I'm going to end and so then come back in a sec. See you in a sec, dudes. And for you listening on the podcast, rest assured that this is very boring for anyone on Instagram because I've just dropped out of the live... And we are going to try to dive back in again. Let's see what those crazy characters on Instagram are up to. Okay. I've whinged about Instagram gremlins before. Um, I'll obviously whinge about Instagram gremlins again if uh, 
These are the early indications, and if the early indications are right, uh, team, tonight we are talking about using the internet, hopefully more effectively than Instagram has been tonight, um, to build a personal brand. And um, as I was saying before, uh, the phrase personal brand, um, it grates with me as much as it grates with you, and that's completely fine and completely understandable. Um, but what I'm going to do tonight hopefully adds a bit of a layer of complexity to that. We sort of examine it with a bit more um, practicality, a bit more uh, subtlety, and a bit more practicality, as I might have said. So I'm really distracted by just how weirdly live is behaving at this end. So let's just let's just soldier on. Uh, team, and if you can all hear me well, I'd appreciate you throwing a thumbs up in the comments. And if things aren't going that well, I'd appreciate a thumbs down. Um, but let us just get rolling. So the format for tonight, uh, team, I'm going to make a couple of comments about um, lawyers using the internet. Uh, I'm going to dive into my goals in building my practice. And then I'm going to dive into the actual nuts and bolts I use day-to-day, week-to-week. Um, Brad, great to see you. And hopefully from that, you'll be able to uh, form a view about whether there's anything in there you want to incorporate in your practice or avoid. And so hopefully it's going to be a constructive chat for us all. It's also going to be a casual chat. Uh, I am going to pour myself a small whiskey. Um, I'd be interested to hear what you're drinking or eating this evening. I don't know if you've got a pot of green tea. Uh, I don't know if you recently bought a soda stream and are using it to rediscover lime cordial. Uh, it might be that you um, have one of those gift boxes from T2 that has all those teas that you sort of don't quite want to drink, but you're going to give it a crack anyway. I'd be interested to hear. So please feel free to let me know what you're up to, what you're drinking, how your night's going. One other bit of housekeeping. I'm recording this in shot. You can probably see just here. Hello, is a microphone and it is recording audio and is recording audio that will upload to a podcast. So if you're watching on Instagram live and you've only got a minute or two to have with us, don't worry at all. Um, the podcast is called Coffee and a Case Note and you will be able to find it on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss a thing. Uh, <laughs> sorry, if you want to miss a thing. Um, Kristen asks, does this whiskey live in the home office? Um, no, it doesn't. It comes up to visit. We've got uh, a bench downstairs that we're trying to turn into a nice display sort of area that we're trying to put liquor on in a, in a way that it looks nice. So, Kristen, I wish, but uh, sadly, no. Uh, it's Harry's. is having some black label. Cheers to you, Harry's. All right, team, let's get into it. So, what's today's discussion going to be? As I mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to kick off with a chat about lawyers and branding. Uh, we're going to dive into what my goals are. There's Camilla, CLDT, it's Camilla, it's my cousin. G'day, Kima, hope you're well. So that'll be the second step of sort of what I'm trying to do as a professional using the internet. Then I'm going to dive into some real nuts and bolts, day-to-day, week-to-week details of precisely what I do on each platform. Uh, and then I'm going to make some suggestions for you and... Basically, um, I want to help you understand my approach in the hope that uh, it'll bring you some value. And you might see my approach and go, yeah, that's great. I'll take the whole thing. 
or you might go, oh yeah, there are just a couple of little details in there that are interesting, or you might say, it sucks, <laughs> and now I know what to avoid. Oh, good day, James, always good to have you here. Um, and so uh, regardless of whether you want to take it all or take some or avoid the whole thing, um, hopefully there's a bit of value in going through my method and uh, hopefully I can say some things that are of value to you. Um, also very available to answer questions if you have them. And if you do have them, just feel free to hit the little question mark button at the bottom there. Okay, uh, let's get rolling. Um, so let's have a quick chat about the contemporary landscape as I see it. Um, what I say is this in Frank, um, our clients, our potential clients, prospective clients, current and former, aren't moving online. They've moved. Um, it's happened. Uh, and COVID sheds a particularly sharp and stern light on that fact. And I'll describe it as a fact. So the people you are looking to do work for, the people who you are looking to send invoices to, they are online. And so what I say is in order to find them and engage with them in a way that is relevant to them, you also need to move online. And regardless of whether you like social media or whether you get TikTok or whatever it might be, um, your clients do or your potential clients do. Oh, I've got Alex in here. Alex, good to see you. And so regardless, as I say, of whether you like or get it, um, your clients do and your potential clients do and very soon, or perhaps now, your competitors do. And so it's a marketplace that you ought to understand. Why is that? The reason for that, I say, is that a lawyer's goal, any professional's goal in looking to build a practice, is to become known, is to become liked, is to become trusted. And if you are covering these issues of, g'day, Michael, good to see you. If you are covering these issues of known, liked, trusted in your strategy, then what I say is that, g'day, Nika Vedetic, good to see you. Um, if you are covering these bases of being known, liked, trusted, you are uh, compellingly increasing the chances of you being referred work by someone. So rather than using known, liked, trusted as a funny little buzzword, why don't we just dive into what that means uh, a little bit. Known um, is a binary question. You can't send work to someone you don't know exists. And so... Um, Regardless of how good you are as a lawyer or whatever it might be, if people don't know you exist, uh, they're not going to be able to send work your way. And so known is a necessary threshold question that you need to solve. So as we say, regardless of whether you get TikTok or regardless of whether you think Twitter's ruining society or whatever it might be, um, the fact is, and I and I describe it as a fact, get AHKH, um, real homies there, HKH. Can you guys sling HKH solicitors a follow? You might see they've just joined the chat just there. Um, regardless of whether you like you know, Instagram, <laughs> to bring up this example, um, your goal in order to generate referrals includes becoming known, liked, trusted. Known is a threshold test, and so in order to be known, you want to be where your prospective clients are. Liked? That's another issue we're going to get to. Liked is a 50-50 question. And people are either going to like you or they're not. And that's life. 
And so what I say is if you elect to execute an online strategy in the form I'm going to take you through tonight, then what you ought to do is execute it in a way that, I'm sorry to use a buzzword like this, is as authentic as possible. And the reason I say that is that um, in executing a strategy in a way that is as authentic as possible, what you will be doing is you will be uh, editing out the people who weren't going to like you anyway. So you're not going to have to perform and be someone you're not in order to work with the people who are now finding you on the internet. And so if your persona is to be very quiet and considered, you don't need to go kapow and put on some big performance online. If your natural personality is to be quite formal and rigorous, you don't have to put on casual affectations in order to uh, build rapport with the people around you because the moment they meet you, they'll realise that's not you and that's not actually a very good way to develop a relationship. So if we're trying to be known, then I say known is a distribution question. It's a numbers game. If we're trying to be liked, then I say people are either going to like you or they're not and you give yourself the best chance of being liked by being yourself. Trusted. Trusted is an expertise question. G'day, Hannah. Good to see you. G'day, Godfrey. Good to see you. G'day, cows and elephant suits. Good to see you. Um, so, liked, so sorry, known is a distribution question. It's a numbers game. Do people know who you are? And if we're talking, as we will come to talk about the internet and using it to build your legal practice, are you in the sort of places and in front of the sort of people who you want to be in front of? Liked, as I say, that's a 50 50 game. <laughs> Um, because some people are going to like you or they're not. And you increase the chances of people liking you for who you really are by being yourself on these platforms. And so a lot of you will have had that experience where you will have made a connection on LinkedIn who has a very flattering photograph and you will have gone and sat down with that person and they don't look at all like that and it really messes with your head. So, look, my little anecdote from this is, is I went and grabbed a coffee with a bloke who looked like James Bond in this black and white photograph, and I was like, oof, classy dude, and, and, um, and sat down, and uh, he was very slovenly, and I just found it, regardless of whether he was the greatest guy of all time or whatever it might have been, I just found it impossible just in my head to really break from the preconception I'd formed uh, to the actual person in front of me who I was seeing. And that is a problem you can avoid by being yourself. Then trusted. As I might have mentioned before, trusted is an expertise point. Apparently, this is a dating app anecdote. Um, well, <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps that's why I'm so unfamiliar with it in that case. So known distribution question. Are you in enough places? We'll come to my approach to that, that that you might be interested in as we work through it. Liked, that's a 50-50 call. People are going to like you or not. And I say the best way to deal with that is to be yourself trusted. That's an expertise question. Either you can do the job or you can't. And either you can communicate uh, using the various media we're going to talk about, about how you do the job or you can't. And Cows in Elephant Suits says that I was catfished. Apparently I was catfished. Like, is that what that is? In any case, I shouldn't get too distracted. What are you guys drinking? Let me know. Let me hear about it. G'day, Ropian. Okay. So, if what I say is right, 
And I say it because I heard it from this guy called Chris Hargraves. And if you're inclined to find him on Instagram, um, the Instagram account for him is Joyous Lawyer. Oh, that does suit Madam has made a really insightful comment that I'm just going to have to let pass and just endorse um, as it comes through. Um, Pinot, Pinot Grigio and Pepsi Max are some of the drinks at the moment, and that's good to see. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't look at these fabulous comments too deeply, although I really do appreciate them, guys. It's, um, it's great to hear. So if your goal is known, liked, trusted, well, um, the question is, how are you going to do that? James Cruz is having an Australian afternoon tea. Richly deserved, James. Um, well, um, I say that the piece of technology you are literally looking at now um, is completely and utterly amazing and offers you an unprecedented opportunity to do that. It offers you an unprecedented opportunity to become known. You can distribute you or your content or your blog post or whatever it is to people who you did not know existed, liked, again, that's that's up to you. I can't help with that. Trusted, again, if you've got the expertise, that's one thing. Uh, and then if you've got it, the important thing is to be able to communicate that. And that's the trust question. Are you trusted to execute your skills in the way that your new and growing client base is interested in you doing? And so what I'm talking about today is... Uh, the internet and this amazing machine you're looking at now um, offering you a brand new opportunity to go about this sort of practice building exercise. So if we compare it to the hypothetical, right, if you're someone like me who looks to get referrals from a certain referral source, you might think Julie is going to be a great source of work for you. And so um, your strategy may be without the intervention of technology, right? I need to get beers with Julie once per quarter. I need to catch up with Julie quarterly, buy her a few beers, have a chat to her about her practice, let her know what I'm up to so that I remain front of mind when Julie has a big matter um, that she wants to refer off to someone. I want to be the lawyer she thinks of first. Raph, good to see you. I want to be the lawyer she thinks of first. And so my strategy is I've got to have beers with Julie once a quarter. Have beers in March, have beers in June, have beers in September, have beers in, in, in November. And that, I say, is the strategy that you can employ um, or you were employing before the intervention of technology. What I say is um, that the advent of this sort of technology that Paul Cott, who's just joined the chat, uses very, very well, if anyone's interested in giving him a follow, um, is to better leverage your time and to mean that you can remain front of mind for Julie without having to buy her for, uh, without having to take her drinking four times a year. You can take her drinking in 2018 and then pop up on her feed somewhere from time to time. Okay, Luke Hemmings, her. Um, pop up on her feed from time to time. And so, her memory of you being uh, a bit of an expert and a bit of a you know approachable person to spend time with who knows the law uh, remains fresh in her mind because she's seeing you talk about something interesting in a refreshing way on her feed, or she's reading a blog post you've done, or seeing a photograph of you you know in front of whatever. You remain front of mind for her, and so the weight of having to get beers with her four times a year and um, 
you know, lean heavily on the firm credit card or whatever it is you have to do is, I say, lightened slightly. A short way of putting that is, I say, adopting a strategy of using the internet to build your practice is a better way to leverage your time and effort. And we're going to come to how I do it shortly. Before we do that, I thought I'd just take you through what my goal is in building a practice. There's a really good question here. I'm sorry to go blank. Guys, in future, if you have questions, can I ask you to put it in the little Riddler question mark button because that allows me to distribute it on the screen. This is a really great question, so I might read it verbatim. Cows and Elephant Suits says, don't you think it is important that we maintain in-person relationships too? I think COVID has really emphasised how important that is. Um, yes, I agree without reservation. Um, I do not for a moment suggest any of this is a replacement for an in-person relationship. I say it is super strong for one of two things. One, it makes it so much easier to get introductions. No, no need to apologise either, cows and elephants. It's a great question. One, it makes it so much easier to get introductions. Uh, two, it makes it easier to maintain that interpersonal warmth you've already built. So you had a great time at a conference with someone 18 months ago and you just lost their business card. And it was that guy from Brisbane who was really tall. He had the loud tie. And you've got no way of uh, figuring out who that was. But if he was popping up in your feed every so often, then you would be able to... Sorry about that then you would be able to deal with him again. And we've got a question here. Samar Labelle asks, uh, to me, being known and liked cannot be divorced. What I mean is that people tend to like those who have gained certain popularity on social media. Oh, this is an interesting one. So, Samar, I can't see all of your questions, so you might have to break it up into parts, but hopefully... Um, Samar's making a really interesting point to say being, being known and liked cannot be divorced. What I mean is that people tend to like those who have gained certain popularity on social media. I can't speak against that. But if I can sort of pivot 90 degrees, I think what I say about that is this, is that Samar, if, if you're looking to build your legal practice, then you need that known element from your client base you need to have people who know you exist. And then there can be the question of whether you like them or not. So I have some presence on social media and there are people who think I'm okay and I'm sure there are people who think I'm a fucking idiot. And that is their prerogative and I've got no problem with that because in all likelihood they're not the people for me either. And so I am of the view that the known and liked it can actually be quite firmly divorced. And so I think I push back a little bit um, on the idea that just because someone is notorious or you see them a lot in your feed that you like them. Um, certainly in my mechanic, that's what I say, and I look and I, and I could well be wrong, but that's certainly how I think about it. Thanks to everyone for joining in. Forest Caves, G. Giovanni, JPS Photomania. I hope that answers your question, Samara. I don't want to be dismissive of that because I think, I think you raise a good point. So, as I say, we're about to start talking about the mechanics that I use to build my practice, but I, I thought I'd just dive in for a moment uh, into what I'm trying to do so that gives you a bit of context. And if anyone's drinking anything fun, let me know in the comments, please. Uh, basically, I'm going to be in practice another 35 years, and I want to build a... Uh, Samar, you're welcome. Lovely comment. 
um, I want to build a profitable, sustainable corporate and commercial litigation practice that lasts for 35 years. And to do that, I need one big piece of litigation to land per year. And a big piece of litigation can bill between, let's say, uh, between 300000 and a million dollars in fees from start to finish. And so if I'm landing one of those per year, um, it should be sufficient to keep a practice ticking over. And of course, if you're landing one big matter a year, hopefully you're landing a couple of medium, several small, and and you know, and then then we're off and rolling. And so, um, what I say is that in order to do that, um, I want to approach. Let me start again. The class of client who can bring a matter like that are small to medium sized businesses and directors and other commercial people who could find themselves in a dispute and who can afford to pay my fees. And for the sake of argument, let's say there's a million of those people in New South Wales. Insolvency Insiders joined in. Guys, if you're interested in seeing this model executed well, Insolvency Insight is uh, the Instagram uh, account to go check out. So I say there's, let's say, a million potential clients who could potentially send me this sort of work. And so on one view, the argument is, oh, we should go try to form relationships with those million people. And my response to that, g'day, Bronham, g'day, Lucas, thanks for joining in. My response to that is, is no, is what I try to do is try to bring value to the tier above that, to the trusted advisor tier. So your non-exec directors, your management consultants, your financial planners, your accountants, your insolvency practitioners, your in-house counsel, um, these sorts of legal adjacent people who are going to have, um, you know, members of the class of million come and say, oh my gosh, do you know a good lawyer? And hopefully one or two of those trusted advisor class or one per year for the next 35 years will say, hey, do, do you know that I know a lawyer? I know a lawyer. I've seen some of his videos and I like the way he goes about it. And what he talks about is an area of law and he makes it understandable and it's clear he knows his thing. And so I trust him. And so hopefully becoming known, liked and trusted to that trusted advisor class. G'day, Christiana. Good to see you. Hopefully becoming known, liked and trusted to that trusted advisor class will be the way that I go about generating one um, reasonably large matter per year. And that's basically the goal. That's basically what I'm trying to do. Um, uh, and just before I move to the next slide, I might just do a bit more housekeeping. Um, team, for anyone who's ducking in or out, that there is a microphone. I'm recording this for the podcast. The podcast is called Coffee and a Case Note. Uh, and so if you've got a duck out or whatever, you'll find the audio on the podcast. I'll upload that later tonight, so it should be there for you tomorrow. Uh, what other admin? Yeah, that's about it. Let's keep going. G'day, Mike. Oh, Michael's saying hello to Christiana. Sorry, I thought that greeting was for me. I'm sorry. All right. So, now that slide's boring. Let's just skip that slide and get into the nuts and bolts. So, um, what... I am going to try to do to bring value to this trusted advisor uh, class, if we put it that way, um, is to give, 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 and then ask. And there's this analogy from this guy called Gary Vaynerchuk, um, who has an Instagram account called Gary, V-G-A-R-Y-V-E-E, um, that if you're interested, I would firmly encourage you to go follow. And he has this metaphor 
that is jab, 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 right hook. And I don't know anything about boxing. I don't even know if that's, if that's what it is. But I understand that your jabs are your little strategic ones where you bop someone around the boxing ring and your right hook is your big strong one where you come and mess them up and try to progress your boxing match. And so the metaphor goes jab, 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 right hook or give, 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 ask. And so I'll attempt to use a strategy where I give, 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 where I try to bring value by, for example, educating accountants about some fiddly little bits of the Corporations Act that might assist them, and then ask. And the ask might not be, hey, give me all your work because I want your clients. But the ask might be a little more subtle um, along the lines of, hey, should we grab a coffee and can I learn about the work you're doing and can I have a chat about the work I'm doing? And so hopefully um, what I'm doing in give, give, give and then ask is I'm increasing the chances of uh, becoming someone who will be known, liked and trusted by this uh, trusted advisor stratum, if we refer to it that way. A collaborative law approach. I've not heard it described that way, but I'll take that, and I'll take it as a compliment to cows in elephant suits. I'm grateful. Luke's joined the chat. Um, Luke, look forward to grabbing lunch with you tomorrow. Uh, so, if I can give you a bit of background to what I'm up to. KK Nova 322 catchy name. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to have a sip of whiskey, team. If you could let me know what you're drinking, I'd be grateful. This is a reasonable, this is fine. This is a Glenlivet single malt, which is... Uh, slipping away easier than I'd expected. Oh, we got two questions. Sorry. Let us go into it. We have got. Uh, you recommend for young lawyers who are studying in rural towns? Oh, Godfrey asks a great question. What would you recommend for young lawyers who are just starting out in rural towns? Um, Godfrey, the really short point is. Start by becoming valuable in your firm. And so if you become a safe pair of hands uh, for your senior colleagues to speak to um, and for your senior colleagues to fling work to, you are off to a flying start. And then there'll come a pivot point in your practice where um, you'll stop being colleague-focused because you'll have built those relationships and built that trust and you'll start becoming market-focused where you're going to look out into the marketplace and you're going to try to generate work. Um, the work in rural towns, uh, depending on the nature of the rural town and the way the land is treated, can involve some serious property transactions, can involve some serious commercial disputes and can involve some really crunchy estate planning problems. And so if you're on top of your uh, sort of estate planning law, if you're on top of your property law, if you're on top of your corporate governance and your shareholders agreements and your partnership agreements and these sorts of things, and if you're telling people about it or if you're telling them interesting things about it, then what I say is that you are putting yourself in a strong position. So most of the matters we have that get big um, often involve rural land um, and can often be intergenerational. So as you can imagine, if dad... Um, owns some monstrously valuable farming property and has three children, each of whom are pretty interested in coming to own the farming property, then there are some real fiddly issues that arise. Throw the tax man in there and, uh, and you're having fun. So I hope, I don't want to be too flippant, but I, I hope that's a useful answer. Oh, Read Work Hustle, good to see you. I'm oh, Mick, good to see you. Why can't I push wave for some reason? 
I've got another question. One from Luke. How well do you how how well do you find you hot your target market? Are you happy with your conversion? Uh happy ish. Um it's 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 a funny thing, right? I'm not engaged in a sales process, I'm engaged in a branding process. And so the word conversion is not one that is natural to this strategy. And if you are looking to go in it and saying, all right, I spent 40 hours and how much money did I get from that 40 hours? You're going to be disappointed. Um, You need to take a really long-term view. And there's a reason I took that 35-year view at the start of this chat. That's the length of time I'm talking about. And so I'm talking about a relationship-building exercise rather than a conversion exercise. But to not dodge the question, reasonably happy. Um, the thing about these really big matters is you actually only find out they're really big when you're 18 months into it and they boom, flare up. So there are a couple that look pretty good and I'll be able to tell you um, with the benefit of hindsight as to how well it's working. But the answer for the moment is don't focus on conversion, focus on brand building and that's going well. And secondly, I think it could actually be going okay on the conversion bit as well. But let's see. Oh, Godfrey, I'm pleased that helped. That's good. Uh, we got a question here. We've got a question from jgervan one How do you suggest getting a job where every time you apply for a job, they say you need experience? Oh, Jay Gervan, this is torture. This is absolutely torture. You're a fourth-year law student stressing you'll never get there. It is harder for this generation of law students than uh, any former generation that I'm aware of. I came through sort of 11 or 12 years ago and I thought it was pretty tough for us and based on the experience up to date, it was pretty tough for us but you guys are, you guys are in a tough spot and every law student and um, up-and-comer I meet in your generation is doing their best and really, and really trying hard. So if I can just give a bit of empathy to how real, real tough it is now, let's turn practical. Um, the experience point is a tough one to get across. Um, you've already heard people say volunteer at legal centres, do that. You've heard people say work for, you know, go get work experience at a law firm, do that. The idea of um, uh, engaging a junior who has actually done some legal work and understands how a law firm works is vastly more appealing than someone who's got some pretty good marks and has no idea what's going on uh, when they're on the tools. So I'd encourage you to get on the tools however you can and I'm sure that's advice you've heard before and I'm sure it sounds as empty coming from me as it did from the other people who said it to you but I also uh, hit you with a you know a clenched fist of solidarity and wish you the best. You guys have got some real resilience this generation coming through. There are some proper challenges and um, they're being confronted well but they're not easy. Okay, uh, that was quite a heavy subject um, before heading into the lighter um, elements of what I do when I goof about week to week, but, but let me just explain what I do get up to. Um, I adopt an approach that I understand um, is referred to as pillar marketing. And this is a, uh, an approach adopted from this guy. Oh, good day, Kalen. Good to see you. This is an approach adopted from this guy, Gary Vaynerchuk. The Instagram account is Gary V, G-A-R-Y-V-E-E. Um, 
uh, you're welcome, guys. These are lovely comments. Um, in that, in essence, you pick a pillar, you pick a central sort of content you're going to work with, and you spin off elements from there. That sounds a bit vague, so let me dive into it. The pillar that I suggest, sorry, the pillar that I use is a recent corporate and commercial decision of the Supreme Court of New South Wales or the uh, New South Wales Court of Appeal. So I go ahead and I read that. And um, I, from that pillar, from that, from that decision, I spin off different, uh, different bits of content. So let's go through it. Um, firstly, uh, I type. <laughs> you guys know typing. It's where you use your fingers. Sorry, I just realized how ridiculous that was. Um, I type a... Um, so there are these beautiful relationships developing in the comments that I should just let flow. Godfrey1996 and Jay Gervin01. Uh, very, very best of luck to you guys. It would bring me great pleasure to think going live on Instagram led to some career opportunities for you both. Best of luck. So we take this pillar, right, that is this, that is this Supreme Court of New South Wales or Court of Appeal decision, and from that pillar we do a number of things. And the first thing we do that I do is I type up a LinkedIn status update. Essentially, it's like a mini blog post. There's like a chatty summary of this decision. Hey, the plaintiff said this, defendant said that, litigation's crazy, all right, cheers, bye. And so from this one pillar, we've got one piece of content. We've got this one written LinkedIn post. And what I also do, as those of you who followed this account can see and you'll be able to see from my wall, is that I'll walk into a coffee shop, I'll set up my phone, and I'll talk into it for five or six minutes, giving a summary of that decision. So I'll go ahead and I will um, record a video that is, look, similar in content, but of course a different form to that typed up um, written LinkedIn post. So again, we've got this pillar, we've got our typed LinkedIn post, and I've gone to the coffee shop and I've recorded a video. So this pillar delivers another piece of content. So one pillar, we've got two different pieces of content. But while I'm in the coffee shop uh, and I'm staring at the video recording blah, 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 here's four minutes of what the plaintiff said, defendant said, after I've done that for five minutes, I'll put my head down and I'll lift my head up again and I'll say, hi guys, just recorded an interesting case note about a plaintiff and a defendant. It was pretty crazy. Anyway, you should go check it out. And so now I've got a video that's still recording and there are two different different videos in there because I've recorded the long one then a little preview and then I'll put my head down again while we're still recording and I'll lift my head up again is um, that uh, I sorry and then I start sorry just these wonderful comments and then I start um, uh, I'll do another little short video so I might say hey if you're the director of a company director's duties are really important and you need to understand Zim, Zam, and Zoom. And so from this one trip to the coffee shop, I've gone in and recorded a video that actually is three different videos, so I'm able to cut it up into little bits. <coughs> and so what we have is this one pillar, the Supreme Court decision, and um, from that we have our one written LinkedIn post, remember? We've got our one long video, and we've got our two other little videos that we can put up on LinkedIn. And from there... These three videos we've got, we can actually put those on Facebook. And so from our one pillar, we've got our written LinkedIn, three LinkedIn videos, now three Facebook videos. 
And don't forget we're putting the long video on Instagram, so now up to eight pieces of content from this pillar. We're also going to put these three on Facebook, so now we're up to 11. And we're obviously going to edit the long video and put it up on YouTube. So now we're up to 12, and now we're going to save the video as audio only, and we're going to use the app Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, just spelled like the thing you throw off the side of a boat. Uh, and we're going to upload that to all the podcast providers that there are. There are about nine of them. So from this one pillar, written LinkedIn, three videos LinkedIn, three videos Facebook, one video Instagram, one video YouTube. Some of those shorter ones can go on Twitter, which I didn't mention. You're going to turn your phone around, and while you've got the case in your head, you're going to spit it for 15 seconds for TikTok. And then <coughs> this one pillar has delivered you 23 or 25 or whatever number we got to pieces of content. And so if, as I get to when the machine is rolling properly and I'm not uh, going live every Wednesday at 8pm and, um, and all that sort of thing, if the machine's rolling along properly, we're delivering, let's say, 25, 30 pieces of content a week that are rigorous. And if you're doing that, then you're also creating space for yourself to do funny little jokes or to share an article that's interesting or to comment on someone else's post or to take a little screenshot and of yourself walking past the beach going hard at work or hardly working or whatever it is. And so by taking that one pillar and squeezing all you can from it, firstly, you have spent your time efficiently because you've really leveraged the time and effort and energy you've got to apply to this stuff. And then you've made space for yourself to make some of those posts that you sort of hate in your life and mine. But once you're getting them from someone who's teaching you something interesting, you're like, oh, wow, no way. I can't believe the bloke who taught me all about fixing my golf swing also likes to walk his dog on Saturday mornings. And it actually is bringing value to the people who follow you and engage with you. So that's what I do. Take a pillar, turn it into 25 or so pieces of content, then do it again the week after, then do it again the week after that. And I'll be in practice another 35 years and we'll see how we go. Ah, James Cruz asked a great question. Do I outsource editing and distribution? No, but arguably I should. And um, the reason I look 10,000 years old at the age of 39 is in part because I don't sleep as much as I should. So outsourcing is a really good idea to think about uh, and anyone wise would do so and it's something I need to get on top of and have not yet. I don't personally, but that is, that is not advice. That's just an answer to your question, which I'm grateful for, James. Thank you. Okay. So we're progressing well. And as, as I hope you're seeing, I'm super open to you guys flinging any questions you've got um, because I'm not planning to... I don't, I don't think I'll keep you here the whole hour today. I'm going to be able to get out of here. You'll be able to get out of here. It'll be good. Blah, blah, blah. I've talked about all this stuff. Great. So let's get to your approach. What are you going to do? Oh, man. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pour a tiny bit more of this, which, uh, look, before I'd had a reasonably generous glass of it. I was a bit dismissive, but it's actually pretty nice. Godfrey's internet's dropping out. Godfrey, that's fine. Coffee and a case note is the podcast. Really appreciate your time. Really appreciate your question. 
just a splash more of the old W for James. Okay. Oh, we got another question. Uh, Luke says, what strategies have you used to deal with imposter syndrome? Oh, this is a really good question. Um, uh, imposter syndrome, for those who don't know, is that feeling that you have and that I have that, oh, they're all going to find out that I'm just making it up and I don't know anything and, oh, my gosh, I tricked them for one more day but pretty soon someone's going to realise that I don't know what I'm talking about and, oh, I was just lucky when I got that right, etc., etc. You're familiar with imposter syndrome because you feel it every day. I'm much the same. I don't really have strategies for dealing with it apart from just keep going. And I have in me, I'm quite lucky, I've got a fairly competitive streak as well. Uh, some of you know I did battle rap for about eight or ten years and so I've got a bit of a confrontational uh, edge to my personality. And so part of me says, well, if you're a better corporate and commercial litigator than me, show me. And so to an extent, oh, could I live? Hopefully you're sitting next to Luke as he asks this question. I'm, I'm, I'm answering it as we speak. And so um, you've got imposter syndrome, I've got imposter syndrome. Pretty soon they're all going to find out you're dumb and I'm dumb and what's going to happen. Yes, that's true. And the way I deal with it is um, firstly to have a big bank of content so I've got about 85 case notes now where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not very good, am I? Show me the errors in this. Bang, 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 bang. And so partly for me, I take confidence from the back catalogue where there aren't any goofs. And so if I've done a significant amount with no goofs, then in all likelihood, I'll continue to do more with very few goofs. And so I'm in a happy place these days in that I've got a fairly confrontational personality if anyone wants to call me out about it uh, and I've got a reasonably lengthy back catalogue to point to to say well I'm not sure there are too many mistakes in here if you say there are show me and we'll talk about it um, but nonetheless imposter syndrome I don't think you ever get past it use it as fuel Luke use it as fuel use it as fuel to review it one more time to try a bit harder to to do to do what else and and yes look skepta please respond luke rightly raises um the uk quote rapper end quote skepta he's not a very good rapper he's a fairly good beat maker um who i have beef with but uh, that is another topic for another day so uh it's fun uh for can i join your live yes you can let me see jps photomania jps photomania i think you push this button down the bottom uh, let me find you. Well, maybe you asked me how. Let me do it. Add. Let me see if I'm doing it. Guys, here's JPS Photomania. JPS. JPS, what's going on? JPS, what's going on? Hey, cheers. This is. Oh, John, hello there. <laughs> You're under a pseudonym on 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 Instagram. Sorry. Uh, you look great. Uh, we've got a touch too much ceiling. So if you adjust a tiny bit towards you. Perfect, 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 perfect. Here we are. John, how are you? How's your night going? Yeah, yeah not too bad. I was just listening to your um, speech 
Oh, Jun, that's awesome. Thank you. No worries. Thanks, mate. Um, I was just hoping to ask, um, I don't know if you've mentioned already to your viewers so far, mm. um, in relation to section 236 and 237 that you mentioned. Mm. Do you want me to dive into it? Do you, like, do you, I'll talk, like, you know how amped I get about derivative actions. I'll happily talk about that. Guys, just hit us with some thumbs up if you want to talk about derivative actions. Like, I'm I'm available to talk about it, Jun. What do you think smart? Shall, shall I... Why don't we do this? Why don't I complete the suggestions for everyone for their practice building stuff, and then we'll go into whatever questions we've got. And if the first question is the derivative action questions, let's do that. Sure, sure, sure. That's fine. Uh, and also... Um, this is fun. Sorry, sorry, Jun. I shouldn't interrupt. <laughs> It's I so my view on this is very laissez-faire. I say your CLE is your business, and if you want to claim my seminars for your CLE CPD, you can. And I say that you can, but but <laughs> but but I also say that's a matter for you. So we each we each undertake our own compliance uh, obligations, and so. I know that I look. I claim some of the like. I claim the prep for. So sorry, just for context, John is um, a legend, broadly speaking, and is um, also someone who was part of a session earlier tonight where we talked about um, derivative actions. So a nice fiddly bit of the Corporations Act, and so we'll come to some questions about that later. But 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 Jun, it's awesome to have this stuff addressed now. I say this is a CLE, this is a CPD. So I'm going to make that assertion. And as we said before, if I'm wrong, come and you know, come and get me. Come and come and tell me about it. Essentially, <laughs> if that makes sure, sense. I don't think you'll be wrong. Um, but can I just point out, um, mm. not so much to your to my question regarding mm. the derivative, derivative, sorry, derivative, derivative action, yeah. Absolutely no 
experience from you know being a legal prosthetic. But I think comparatively speaking, when you're volunteering in say a legal center, mm. you know it might be a little bit easier because the threshold might be a bit lower, mm. uh, especially if you're volunteering. So. I think I look. I just endorse that without without qualification, Jun. I think that's a great suggestion to just sort of get in there, get some experience rolling. I think that's awesome. It's awesome. It's cool. All right, Jun. I'm going to kick you off, and we're going to talk. But yeah, and then come back and we'll talk derivative actions. That's fun. I look forward to that. That'll be good. Thank you. Chat soon. John's, John's, John's a legend, dude, and he's referring to the Young Lawyers, I think it's called the Young Lawyers Business Law Committee that I gave a CLE on tonight at 6pm, so we're living that CLE life, you guys. Um, but what is my suggestion for you? Sorry to keep you on tenterhooks. My suggestion for you is choose one pillar and choose one publication destination and start going. So your one pillar might be whatever it is. Six tips for a good divorce. Great. There's your pillar and a destination is Instagram. And what you're going to do is you're going to do a beautiful diagram, beautiful picture, and you're going to have the six tips for a great divorce and a bit of coffee under, and a bit of copy underneath. And that's it. And so then you're going to choose a pillar again. And you're going to have a pillar about what's the date of separation have to do with divorce or whatever it is. Bang, there's your pillar. Where's your destination? Instagram. You're going to do it again. Fine, cool. Then a week passes, whatever, choose another pillar. Bang, we're going to put it on Instagram. And then let's say the fourth one, we're going to bang Instagram. And then let's take the same image and the same copy and just put them on Facebook. And so from then, we're now taking the same pillar and we're publishing it in two places. And then after the sixth one, Let's take the same image and the same copy and put it on Facebook and Instagram and also LinkedIn. Fine. And then after that, let's take the same uh, pillar, uh, put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram, put it on LinkedIn, and let's, you know, bite the bullet, turn the phone around. Oh, it's good to see James here. For anyone interested in how this works well, I am James Wrigley, who just joined, is um, a weapon at this. Then, now that you've done it a few times, you've picked a few pillars and you published on Instagram, picked a few pillars, published on Instagram and Facebook, picked a few pillars, pu- published on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. Now's almost the time to take that same pillar. Hey, guys, the difference between separation and divorce is one, two, three, and four, and you've got a video. And as we learned before, we can publish that in a thousand different places. And what I'd encourage you to do is to do that because <laughs> it's what I do and it has brought me value. But... The idea of starting it all tomorrow is a pretty intimidating, scary, and difficult to achieve thing. So if you pick one pillar and one publication destination and you try to add a destination every month or some arbitrary time, every six weeks, whatever it is, and so that you're gradually building a machine that allows you to take some central pillar, some central idea, and start spinning off content around from that. James is doing real work and I applaud him for it um, and it's good to see. And so that's what I say your homework is. Your homework is to choose for yourself a pillar and choose for yourself one place to publish. And that is all I really had to say. And so my plan from now is to throw the floor open to questions 
or to throw the floor open to, um, I think there's ask to join. I've forgotten if there's a little uh, face down the bottom. Uh, team, I'm going to ask some favours from you. Um, this is the last of these Instagram CLEs that I'll be doing probably for this year. Uh, they, they are somewhat, uh, there's a fatigue element. Um, can I ask that you do a number of things? Um, can I ask if you'd consider subscribing to my podcast, which is called Coffee and a Case Note? Basically, these case notes where I summarise a recent decision, <coughs> I rip the audio from those videos and I save them as podcast episodes. And so you get a little five or six minute snippet of um, a five or six minute snippet of corporate and commercial litigation into your earbuds every week or so. Um, and I hope it brings you value. Now, uh, I am not seeing questions roll in. June and I are going to need to chat about derivative actions a little bit shortly. This is, I think, the fifth or sixth in this series of Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Instagrams, uh, where I get a little bit faded as we work through it because I'm sipping away on some whiskey. I've enjoyed them, and I've been really, really grateful for your company through them. And so, you know, my final note is a great big warm thanks to you all. This has been a bit of a bizarre experience bit of a bizarre time, bit of a bizarre year for you and me and for everyone. And um, it means a lot to me that you would choose to spend some of your time uh, going on an Instagram live with some goofy lawyer um, sitting in the Central Coast sipping a reasonable whiskey. And that was going to be a really emotional, resonant farewell. We've got a question, so let's turn to that. Okay. Samar, how do you choose pillars? Oh, great question. Um, Samar, how do you choose pillars? You reverse engineer it based on who you are trying to bring value to. So if you are trying to bring value to nail technicians, um, you have to think about what nail technicians are interested in and you choose that as your pillar. And having chosen that pillar, you start spinning off your bits of content. I hope that makes sense. And feel free to throw the people you're after in the comments and we can try to figure it out between ourselves. Oh, Christiana, what a lovely thing to say. You're so welcome. G'day, Sophia. Good to see you. All right, questions? Some Just to clarify, is it okay to choose corpse and estate? Uh, yes. Yes, it is, Samar. Just to clarify, yes. So there's nothing to be lost from having a broad base of experience and... Um, I'm someone who at the moment is dealing with a big, ugly matter that crosses both corporations law and estate law. So doing, doing those things is awesome and good. The gloss I would add is that um, I wouldn't go too broad. Um, there is some benefit in having a bit of a focus and in becoming known for something. So rather than being someone who knows a tiny bit about everything, it's useful to be thought of as someone who has a little bit of um, proper expertise to add about certain subjects. Hope that helps. Okay, uh, Pendles, thanks for joining in. I'm afraid you're joining in at the final moment. I don't know why I can't push wave. Um, look, I'll try to conjure up the same degree of emotion as I did earlier. Guys, it's, it's been a pleasure and a privilege to have some time uh, with you on these lives. I'm not going to do it again this year, I don't think. Um, if that fills you with nostalgia, I've uploaded all the old ones onto the podcast, so you'll get the audio there. Uh, great privilege to be with you. Great pleasure to be with you. And look forward to speaking again soon. I'm signing out. Cheers.